this episode of Patrick Hockey is brought to you by Eric Standell, Remax Realtor. If you want your house sold, you need to call Eric. You boys know him, eh? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, Butte. Total Butte. Total Butte. And what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 35 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always, always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. This is the Mike Richter edition of the show. Before we get in the mic, we'll just slide over to Rob here. Rob, what's up, brother? What's going on? Oh, you know, living a dream. Back to fucking cold again. Oh, I know. I hear you. What'd you do this uh, this past weekend? Oh, I had a, a buddy come over on Saturday. We had a couple of drinks, got into the whiskeys. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, but then we we uh, had some garage beers with uh, the Sylvester's. Oh, they have um, Katie, right? Katie's there. She was the one that we were shooting. Uh, we shot about 8 million shots, right? In their freaking driveway through the flat screen after golf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She's she the one that cool. sh- showed me how to do the toe drag. Oh, okay. What, it, what an actual toe drag was. <laughs> but she, she apparently she's an MMA fighter now. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's scrapping with her brother. Her brother's a little bit five years older than her, uh, Michael. And uh, she she was telling me her punch regimen, her her combinations. Oh boy! And it was uh, one two Mayweather, three four <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> Mike, Michael awesome. said he, he he's on to her by the third by the third set. That's hilarious, man. And yeah, she's uh, pretty funny. She's got quite the shot on her too. She was real good when she we does. were ripping pucks that one day. And she's a hell of a skater too. After we were about a dozen beers deep after the seventy threes golf tournament. <laughs> well, these things happen when you go. Yeah, that does. But yeah, so they were all cool. So shout out to all those guys over there because those guys are a bunch of buttes they had the full spread for us there after we golfed so it was great great time out there yeah great people um so as you know i'm under quarantine right now so i had a close contact so i've been quarantined now so i'm under quarantine until march 8th now i went and did a test felt like i was drowning and gagging and eyes water and stuff luckily for me they only did one nostril did you have to do both no, just one. Oh, just the one. Yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was just the one uh, to be honest with you. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but, uh, I'm glad it's done. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but, uh, so my test is negative. So we're all good there. So the, uh, quarantine now is just for, because just that's law right now. So that's what you have to do. So I'm out of work this week. So I'm back next week. So, oh, March 7th. So this coming Sunday will be my last day in quarantine. Nice. Thank God. It's a good thing you don't have it. Oh, I know. First thing I thought, oh, fuck. But it happens, I guess. So before we uh, go on to our, like, hockey talk here, Mike Richter. So 15 years in the NHL, 666 games played, 2.89 goals against, 904 save, 24 career shutouts, 301 NHL wins, one-time World Cup gold, one-time Stanley Cup champion, and was voted into the United States Hockey Hall of Fame in 2008-2009, Mike Richter. So, Total beaut. What a great goalie. And what a cup they won there with the freaking Rangers, too. What a drought they ended. And he absolutely stood on his fucking head during that, that whole run, too. It was awesome. 
it's yeah. awesome to watch. I was obviously a lot younger, but uh, before when hockey was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Back when uh, you got held accountable. So mm. new shirts going into the store. So since I've been on lockdown here, shall I say, I've been busting my ass. So I've been getting shirts, like just making up a bunch of shirts. Like you were uh, friggin' helping me out with some stuff. Drew was helping me out with some stuff. So we all put our minds in here and we made, so there's going to be 15 new shirts are going to hit the store. So they're going to be like, kind of like, uh, like hockey, like novelty shirts. So it's not going to have just our logo on it. So we're going way out of the realm here. So we're going to do a bunch of shirts uh, this month too in the store, I believe is going to be a sale on them as well. So since we're going to drop so many, we're going to do a sale on them. And once again, all you got to do is click the link on the page, click the link on the page or any post that we have with any episode, check out the store over at, uh, at like laser art, our good friends over there where you can get all HTH apparel. Nice. So I like, I like the, I like the one that you had on there, the, the, the rocket one, you know? Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to get that one. And you like, no, it's for the girls. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm a dad rocket. So yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You can get it, whatever. But that shirt <laughs> was meant for the girls. So there's a rocket shirt for the girls here. Just, just to, to like name a few, what do we have? We had the rocket one for the girls. Um, we had the, the throwing bombs one. Yeah. So we have that one. We have like a trolley tracks with the hit. There's a let's go one. Um, uh, I like that one. Yeah, there is honestly, guys, when they hit the store, which will be probably within the next few days, I'm assuming when they hit the store, guys, check it out because honestly, they're awesome. And I worked my fucking ass off on these things, too. So with with the help from from the boys, obviously, I couldn't have done all this myself, but I'm just saying so I sat here one day for probably three, four hours just ripping up T-shirts. So. Well, and you can see that he did work his ass off because he doesn't have one anymore. Yeah, it's all shoved up into my lower back now. <laughs> he reaches for his wallet over his shoulder now. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. Fuck you. Anyways, so we'll get into the hockey talk here. So start off on kind of a shitty note. Todd fucking Bertuzzi. So apparently he was... Um, Pulled over Saturday night just after midnight in Michigan. Apparently, there was several freaking calls that he was on the highway. His car was swerving all over the place, I guess. Allegedly, okay, all this is alleged. I'm just going with what I've seen and read on the internet, obviously. Um, so, he was uh, pulled over. He refused to do a breath test at the scene. Um, so, they yanked him out of the car. They're doing the, like, field side stuff with him where he was showing signs of being drunk. Um, so they, he was then placed into arrest. He was booked into the Oakland County jail on a suspicion of a DUI. So the cops then had to get a warrant to get a sample of his blood. So they're going to be able to find out how much alcohol he had in his system exactly. So there's no, uh, no word on the results from the former NHL or of that blood test, but we will follow up on it. And so, Rob, what do you what do you think on that? It sucks, it really sucks. You know, like I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, there's not much you can say about it. You, you you do or you don't. You know, you you did or you didn't. 
kind of deal. It just kind of sucks. Like, you know, like, and I'm not going to go on the rant and say like, Oh, these guys have made a ton of money, but like, you think like, okay, even if you, you do have all that money, just call and get a cab, no matter how much it costs you. Like, you know what I mean? Like call grandpa Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Call call Pa. And always available. That guy's picked me up just absolutely buckled a couple times, Uh (laughs) but like, I don't know why they don't just call for a ride or something. So it's, I don't know. There's always somebody to call. Oh, always. So hopefully he gets through all that shit. Okay. We we don't, we're not going to sit here and shoot the shit on it for half an hour. I'll tell you that. But so best of luck to him. Um, Tortorella. So his team's lost. They've lost like five or six straight now, I think possibly even more. Um, so during a press conference after the latest loss, he was asked that if he was worried about his job being up for grabs or if he's, if, or if I forget how it was asked, it was something along the lines of, do you, how do you feel about if you're on the hot seat or whatever? Um, he just said that he's not, he's not worried about it. He does the best job that he can. That um, he also went on saying that if management wants to make a choice on him, then that's their choice. So Rob, the question I have for you is, is this the start of the end of John Tortorella in Columbus? No, I don't think so. You know, like, it it seems like we seem to be going that route because everybody's, you know, this this is a freaking drag race right now. Mm -hmm. So you lose three in a row, like, you know, like, we're already moving on to something else, you know, like everybody, I, I, I really, it's, it's so hard to, uh, to say, like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, it's, <laughs> it's sucky fucky. Right. He flicked off the question so quick. Like, that uh, it was just like, Matt, he's not almost, worried about it. It almost made it, but it almost made it look like, like he was tapping out, like the way he, he answered it, like his facial expression, his, his like tone of voice. Um, it was just, it just seemed like he was just like, I don't really give a fuck. Like to me, that's what it kind of sounded like. Obviously I'm not going to say that he's cashing out or he's, you know what I mean? Or he's walking out, but I don't know. I expected a little more fire out of him to be honest with you, but cause that's well, he's probably tired of hearing it because he's always hearing it, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's the, let's let's be real in all reality he's the oldest old school coach out there right now yeah he still pisses people off he still gets the best out of them but you know like i haven't heard anybody and i listen to a lot of podcasts about hockey players and stuff like that and not one person have i ever heard say that they can't stand him Mm -hmm. you know they he they say he's done a lot for my career he made me see stuff that i didn't see you know, it wasn't that he was kicking people under the bench and sewering people when they had, you know, 30 people in the stands coming to see their first game being played and sitting them. Mm-hmm. He gives everybody a fair shake. Of course, he you does. know, and then maybe maybe there's I don't know. It, it, it's so hard to say with the way, you know, kids are, you know, like the, the way they need to be treated now, you, you got to roll with the times, right? You have to change, you have to change and adapt as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go in and kick the garbage can anymore. You can't flush the toilet and say, that's what I thought about that game. <laughs> you know, but now you got to stroke your ego 
They're multimillionaires, rub their back, you know. Do you think that do you, do you think that's kind of like do you think that's I don't know, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, but do, do you think that's kind of fucked up that you have to do that? I'll just come out and say it. Fuck it. Do you think that's kind of fucked that a coach has to rub a guy's back that makes that much money yes. to, play, yes. to play to play the sport that he loves and then that guy's going to say you're too hard on me? Right. 100% I do. If you go into any other job, the, your boss is going to say, well, that's fucking nice. I don't care. You fuck that up. You're suspended. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, and I'm not, I'm, and don't get me wrong. I'm not harping on any guy that plays hockey as a job. Okay. I'm not harping on you. I'm just saying that you shouldn't, if the coach is like, if you like, like Johan Franzen type like situation, then okay. Then that's, you know, that's crossing the line. But if like a coach is coming down on you and you don't like it, then let's, don't be a joke. Physical killer. and mental <laughs> abuse is the same thing, right? Yeah. You can kick me, my bruise will go away, but you can degrade me and belittle mm-hmm. me, and that's going to last forever. I'd rather the kick. <laughs> I'd ra- yeah, you punch me right square in the face. I'll be okay with that because those black guys will go away. Yeah. Now you tell me I'm a piece of shit and I never belonged in the in the league. Yeah. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. Now you're on a whole different category here. Right. Right. You know, they say sticks and stones, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, fucked. Anyways, yeah, well, so we'll see what happens there when it comes to torts. Moving on, Patrick Kane absolutely sniped his 400th career goal against my Red Wings. Um, what a career that guy has had so far. He's won cups. He's won multiple awards, multiple all-star games. He's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Um and for what he's kind of doing this year there, considering he's got no Kirby Doc right now, he's got no Jonathan Taves right now. Um, how do you feel that he's doing when it comes to like so far how he is there without those guys? Do you think he's doing an okay job? Do you think he could be better? What do you think? Oh, he's doing with the best of his ability, I, I think. Mm-hmm. You don't hear nothing about him. You know what I mean? Like, there's other guys in other other uh, rinks, mm-hmm. other teams, you know, and, and they're all the talk. But Chicago's under the radar right now because they know what he's got, you know, but he's still, you know, sniping. Mm. And he's got an absolute sick mullet, too, he usually has. He I don't know what that has to do with scoring, but I'm sure it does help. No, I'm just mean. He, always, he just always has a sick mullet <laughs> all the time. Um, so a couple more things before we uh, flip over to our interview here. You had you said you had something on Glenn Healy, or you wanted to say something about Glenn. Yeah, Healy. last week I was we were talking about how good the the uh, Hockey Night in Canada podcast or uh, broadcast was. Yep. You know, them harping on each other, them having a lot of fun, sticking it to each other. Yep. And uh, I we were talking about the goalies on there, and you were mentioning Kevin Weeks and. And I said Glenn Healy, but it was it's actually Kelly Rudy that's on there. So I feel all like you people that, that chirped me about that, <laughs> which there was none. <laughs> I feel I just I wanted to correct I, myself. I don't know if I said if I said Kelly Rudy after you or not. I don't know. I don't know if I would have tried to correct you. I don't know if I did or not. No, you were just asking who the other goalie was, and I, I said it was oh okay. uh, Glenn Healy. But so there you go. It slipped right fucking past me too. But Glenn Healy has been, isn't he on what ones he is he on NBC? 
I have no idea. I don't I see feel him like anymore. he's on. I feel like he's on one or he was on one of them. He used to be on Hockey Night in Canada. Okay, then that's it. Okay, then technically, but, right. but it was like last year or the year before. Yeah. Well, you were right though. He was there at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah, Fair enough. Um, last thing before we go over to our interview, the New York Rangers. Okay, I got a question for you about the Rangers. Okay. When they let Lundqvist go, who was the guy stepping up? It was some young Russian kid. Okay, do, do you remember? I can't even pronounce these. I names. don't know. I I wouldn't even. But yes, it's that young. It's that young Russian kid. Well, there's there. I'm gonna give her a shot. Go ahead. I'm gonna give her a shot. <laughs> Shertrekin. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even know how it's said. Not even, it's probably not even close. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of Ranger games, so I don't really know. But what do you got on him? What do you think? Well, I don't know because the Rangers are terrible. Mm-hmm. And and you 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 let one of the best goalies go to Washington to do that this guy was going to be your savior. I know you can't really say that or you can't really tell what it, what it, what it would have like happened or anything anyways, but Hank's own anyway. So they wouldn't have had him anyways. Right. But they didn't know that unless, no, they that's, did. but that's uh, what I mean. They didn't we'll, know. We'll start, that, we'll but... start that rumor. They did know about the heart thing and they let <laughs> yeah. him go. Yeah. I'm like, I, that whole thing. So actually we're going to shoot the shit about him on the back half, Hank, but do you think like the Rangers are underachieving kind of what they're supposed to? And remember, they don't have their big dog right now in the lineup. They got the number one draft pick. Panarin, though, is out right now with all that shit from Russia, remember? Yeah, but still, but, all that, all that just happened, what, last week? Yeah, so but they were in there a little missed, bit. He's missed what, like four games? Mm hmm. They're what are they're maybe five hundred at the at the at this time right now? Yeah, something like that. Wasn't anything crazy. Um, but yeah. And they're 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 sitting like twenty-fourth overall. Do you think they make the playoffs? No. 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 That was no. a that was a fast no. No. That was a real fast no. Well, on that note, what do you think we flip it over to our interview? Let's do it. Our interview. So this guy, I think the only guys that haven't dropped their gloves with him is probably me and Rob. Are probably the only two guys that haven't. This guy has fought everybody. You name him. You I name him. You couldn't fucking pay me to fight this guy. Do you see the size of the pipes on that fucker while we were interviewing? Yeah. He's a yeah. beast, man. He's a beast. So everybody enjoy. I'm telling you right now, this guy fought everybody. We flung a bunch of fucking questions at him. So here he is, folks. The one, the only, John Nasty Morasty. Let's go! And this next guy on here with us, Rob. I think he's played everywhere. He's played everywhere. Uh, he's been AHL, ECHL, UHL, Western League, just to name a few. I truly think this guy has fought everybody. Like, I don't think I've got through all of his fight, like, videos yet. So we have on with us. John Nasty Morasty. John, what's up, brother? How's it going? What's going on, guys? How's everything going? Not too bad. I'm warming up here in Saskatchewan. Oh. It's going good. It's uh, it's 
it's uh, nice weather now. It was minus 50 last week, so we're enjoying some plus two, plus three weather, so I'm, I'm liking it. Minus Oh, 10, 10 degrees lower than uh, – or 10 degrees above uh, Winnipeg. Oh, geez, yeah. I'm, Winnipeg's down south to me. They had, they had minus 60. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's, that's insane, man. Last week. That, that's nuts. Oh. And I was out setting a net uh, last week with a good buddy of mine. Uh, he's actually the guy that won the Calgary Stampede last the last time they operated. Uh, oh. His name's Logan Gorse. So we uh, we went out and took some pictures on the lake. But it was it was I think minus fifty five while we were out there, and the wind was was blaring. What did he win? What did he win the Stampede for? Uh, Chuck the Chuck, the main event, the Chuck Wagon. Oh, okay. Chuck Wagage, yeah, he's the Canadian champion right now, so he he enjoyed it. Him and I get along quite well. So, uh, but yeah, it was cold weather out there, but that's that's where the men are made. I don't think I've ever felt weather that cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's chilly. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, wife, it, my... it, it's it's not it's not damp. It, it's 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 dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my wife's from it's... California, so she's she's been exposed to it. She goes from pretty much Los Angeles to. Uh, to the, to the Indian Reds, so she's she's been exposed to a lot. Oh man, that cold though, she's probably hating it. How did you get how did you get her from moving from there to there? Because I'm good in a sock, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, she's a, she's a good girl. Yeah, she came from from actually my first year pro. I played in Bakersfield in the East Coast Hockey League, and uh, and uh, you know then she followed me around throughout my hockey career, and and just the last I think last eight or nine years. We've been up here full time now, and and uh, you know, but we we go back and forth to California quite a bit, into Arizona. So she she gets to to go home and be with her family and and, and enjoy the nice weather. But mm. it's still bitter bitterly cold up here, and she keeps coming back. So I'm good at something. <laughs> Out of boy, good girl, yeah. yeah. Right. So we'll hop right into her, my friend. So where did you grow up, like playing hockey at? I grew up in 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 Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. I'm actually from Flying Dust First Nation. It's an Indian reserve that's just literally five kilometers north north of the, of the town, and uh, so yeah, I, I grew up here. I bounced around a lot too with with my parents. You know, they were in, going to university and stuff, and I was I had it at a pretty young age. So I've kind of lived all over. I lived in Saskatoon, you know. I lived in the north. I lived in Meadow Lake, but the majority I call home, like my hometown, is Flying Dust First Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up here playing Meadow Lake minor hockey, and then you know, eventually went on to play in the SJHL as a 16 year old. And then uh, the following year I played in the Western hockey league and it's kind of where, where all the shit began. And <laughs> as, as I, as I told you earlier, it's, it's been a long career and, and uh, you know, now I'm moving in different things in different directions, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, but you know, like I said, I played minor hockey in Meadow Lake mm-hmm. and uh, you know, from there went to the SJHL for a year and tore that league up as a 16 year old was, was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. fighting all the all the old guys and and uh <laughs> opened some eyes and and then the next year i was in the western hockey league so uh, that's kind of how it all started wow now now is it is it true about uh saskatchewan that it's so flat if you look out into the field you can see the back of your own head <laughs> i live in the north so where i live it's all forest you know southern southern oh, saskatchewan's okay. pretty flat and and pretty boring but where i live it's actually a beautiful area it's it's uh it's all lakes and rivers and, and, and forests. So, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm first nations. I'm a, I'm, I, I'll say it, I'm an Indian, you know, and proud of it. And I hunt and I fish and, you know, I own horses and, and I have a big farm. And so I do everything out here and I love it. You know, it's, I, I've had the opportunity to go live in California and, and Meadow Lake's kind of where I chose to, 
to raise my family and, and it's a small town, but it's got a lot to offer for me and, and for my family. So it's, it's been a great time. It's perfect. But, but I do hear yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern Saskatchewan is quite a shithole, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm three hours to the closest airport. Oh, and if anybody wants to go talk to him about it, you know where to find him. Yeah, good luck. Uh, not that, you, I'm, not like, I'm not like you city folk. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, we're county. We're county, yeah, we're, but not, <laughs> like, we're, not like your county. Yeah. <laughs> your no, county is way different, my friend. Hey, so, yeah. well, like, how old were you when you got in your first legit hockey fight? Uh, I think I was about 14, to be honest, 13 or 14. It's kind of weird the way I got in fighting because, you know, right up until Bantam, my first year at Bantam, I was probably one of the better players in Saskatchewan, you know, playing in the pretty, you know, the Bantam Center 4 Hockey League where a lot of a lot of guys that, you know, played through the systems. And I was always uh, one of the top players in the league. And it's just funny because I, you know, four years down the road after playing minor hockey, I'm in a, in a WHL camp. And one of the goalies, his name was Chad Remco, comes up and goes, oh, you must be on the line here eh? and I said no I'm on the fourth line I'm a plug now and he, he couldn't believe it he was shocked right because growing up I was such a skilled player and I think maybe it might have hurt me because I went to my first junior camp as a 15 year old and and I uh, fought and I think I fought 18 times that weekend and I beat everyone up and I said holy shit I'm actually kind of got this you know so you know and I'm not the biggest guy at back then you know I'm only I'm a short guy and not the biggest guys of, of, out there but you know I I've been in a few battles and and uh once, once I, once I got my first junior fight, you know, I got, I think I opened the coach's eyes and like, shit, we're going to keep this kid. And next thing you know, instead of being on the first line scoring goals, I'm on the fourth line setting the momentum. So I don't take it back to, you know, I had an awesome career and I loved it and I met lifelong friends and, and I got to fight, you know, pretty much everybody there is to fight in this hockey world. And, and it was, uh, it was a great time. You fought 18 times over a weekend. Yeah. I think one, oh, one time I remember wow. it was about, you know, maybe it might be exaggerating a little bit, but it was, you know, I fought more in one weekend than guys fighting their whole career. So, uh, stories always, are always I, better when you exaggerate. Yeah. Yeah. But I had my dad follow me, you know, so as a, back then we had the, the VHS tapes and, you know, he'd come to my junior camps and I think you can watch, I have a film around somewhere, but you know, like I said, as a young 15 year old kid, I was fighting all the 20 year old guys in camp and I loved it. You know, I loved that excitement and that adrenaline and, and that's kind of what got me going. And, and, uh, I was one guy that really enjoyed my job. No. Oh. Jesus. Now, is, is that why you're always smiling when you're fighting? <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of grew up. I kind of became my trade, I guess. I just, uh, like I said, I was always having fun. And there's guys out there that'll say, oh, I love fighting. I love fighting. I, 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 I can honestly say I didn't meet any of them because there's guys that said that, that I challenged night in and night out. And they said, oh, no, we're done. We had one already. So, But I think I could truly say and I, I really enjoy doing it. And you know, right, right until I was an old guy, you know, it got a little harder the older I got, you know, to, to want to do it three times a night, but mm-hmm. you know, I knew what I was there for. And, and like I said, I was pretty good at it. So why not, why not do it? Oh, so now the reason why you were uh, late to the podcast, I heard you were getting a Mohawk. <laughs> no, no. Uh, my wife, I took my wife for dinner. We had family pictures today. So Ooh, oh, awesome. dinner and, and, uh, she, she she was she was late. She said, "Oh, you're not going to go for that until we have our dessert." So I had to call you guys and say, "I'm going to be a little bit late." We rushed home. That was we, funny we too. Made her, he, we we made it, her happen. It got the text and it said, "I it, hey, I'm going to order dessert. I'm going to be about 15, 20 more minutes." <laughs> yeah, and there's no ands, ifs, or buts. My wife yeah. said so. She's the boss. 
Hey, so what a, what about a fucking like? We'll flip the script here for a second. What about a what, your first pro goal? Like, where did you get your first pro goal at? Believe it or not, I scored my first pro goal. I think I want to say my first game I ever played. Really? It was, I was actually trying to fight. Well, I know my first American <laughs> League goal. It's funny because I was uh, playing against the Binghamton Senators. That's Ottawa's farm team mm-hmm. at the time, and. Uh, a hometown boy of mine, and you guys must know his name's Jeremy Oblonsky, a uh, good friend of mine now. And uh, anyways, we were playing in Binghamton. It was, I think it was my first AHL game. And uh, I was trying to fight him. We were in their end off the draw, and I was trying to fight him, and he, he didn't want to fight. And we won the faceoff and won it to the point, and the, the defenseman took a slap shot, and I wasn't even looking at the puck. I was trying to fight, and it deflected off my stick and went in. So uh, that's not my first pro goal, but that's my first American league goal. So that was pretty funny, you know, to, to be able to score and sit. I was, I didn't even mean to do it, but I guess my defenseman had a good shot and went off my stick and in the net. That's just being in the right place at the right time. You betcha. But I, I, I still wish we fought though. I always said the guy that fights more, more three times in a night or the guy that scores three goals, the chicks always go to the guy that fought three times. <laughs> that is true. Fuck, fuck the goals. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, because those guys are bragging to his friends and all the girls are sympathetic about your eye and your lip and your nose. <laughs> I'm Indian, that. bro. I don't bleed. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually was getting stitched up one night in, uh, I was either in up in Columbus in the American, in the NHL, or I was in Syracuse. I can't remember, but the doctor ended up, this was the first time I was ever cut open there. And I remember they broke like three of the little uh, needles in my skin. And they said, this guy's got triple thick skin. <laughs> so I, they, they kept, they had to use the really big needles to stitch me up. So ever since then, I always laughed that I have thick skin. Like, like <laughs> Superman. I, I barely bleed. Jesus. Well, it's hey. funny because the one fight I watched in, it looked like you had a bloody tear coming down your eye. And I don't know if you were split on your I'm cheek a- or whatever, but it looked like a tear coming down your eye. I'm like, this guy cries blood. He doesn't even get cut. <laughs> I must have, the guy must have hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cry blood for you. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. Hey, so since we're on the like NHL thing real quick, I seen your fight with Josh Gratton. Yep. That was a fucking tilt. Yeah. Josh and I actually had quite a few fights, you know, uh, he was a really tough kid. I, he, he's the kind of guy that I like how he fights wide open and throws him and, and, you know, when uh, we were – our first both came pro the very first year, I think we were both 20 years old, he played for the San Diego Gulls, mm-hmm. and uh, I was playing for the Bakersfield Connors, and we had the same thing there. You know, him and I, I think – someone just shared on Facebook our stats. They showed the stats of our rookie year, and, and Josh and I were head-on-head head, uh, that year in East Coast Hockey League for fighting majors and penalty minutes. And, and, you know, Josh ended up going on and having a really awesome career, and we actually met quite a few times. We met in the NHL. We met in – well, our first in the East Coast, our very first year as rookies. And, and then we met in the NHL. We've also fought in the AHL. And we actually had our last two fights were in, uh, were in Russia in the KHL. And that's actually a pretty funny story because uh, that's a story. I don't know if you want to tell it now or later on the show. But, oh, uh, man, go ahead. Ever? So anyways, it was, I think it was a 2011. It was when my daughter was born. And I was playing in, in Russia. I was playing in the KHL for uh, Vitez Chekhov. And Josh Gratton had played for Vitas Chekhov the year before, and he ended up going to Boris Astana. And uh, I remember we had a pretty stacked team, like in, in the Russia. We had myself, Yablonsky, Kip Brennan, 
you know, we had a couple of middleweights like Nick Tarniski and, and, you know, we had a really tough team. And anyways, my wife had just given birth to my, my daughter, Ava, and I had flew home for the birth. And then I came back and, you know, I came home for a week while my daughter was born. And, and then I came back to Russia to play. And my wife was having that postpartum, you know, when they get kind of depressed and running out. So, you know, I remember this is the one big game of the year because Vitez, sorry, Astana, we only played them once a year. And they had Chris Simon and Josh Gratton. And you got to remember both those players had played for my team the year before. So our owner who loved fighting wanted to make sure we were stacked for those games. Right. So anyways, I had told him, you know, when my wife was going through that depression a couple of weeks after, after a given birth, you know, she called me and she was having a hard, hard time. So I told the owner, I said, listen, I got to go home. You know, I'm going to, unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss that, that important game. And, you know, he understood. She said, ah, we still got Yablonski. We got Kip Brennan. We'll be okay. Go ahead. So they let me fly home. So I flew home. And uh, it's kind of a long story, guys. So you're going to bear with me. So, oh, good. but no anyways, worries. I flew, yeah, I flew home and uh, I was home for not even six hours. I think I got in at supper time and we went out for supper that night, you know, haven't seen my wife for a few weeks and, and uh, cause she was living. Oh, and I should say this: she was living in New York at the time in Syracuse. Cause she was, I was in the American league the year before playing there. And then I ended up going to Russia, but my wife was in her last year of nursing. So she stayed with a friend of mine and was going to school in, in Syracuse, but at the same time was pregnant. So, you know, she had a pretty rough go, but anyways, so I flew home from Russia across the Atlantic ocean and, and was, went out for supper and, you know, went to bed that night, cuddling with my wife. And uh, I remember putting on Sportsnet news and there was, you guys might remember this. They made uh, Kip Brennan and Jeremy Oblonsky had gotten into a big fight in one of the, on the road. And got lifelong suspensions. I don't know. Do you guys remember that? Or, yeah, I think. Uh, I not, anyways, I, I don't remember that. Oh, it, it was just you can put it on YouTube. You can watch it. But they basically just had a big gong show, and and guys were fighting. And Matt Andre Nazarov was our coach. He was throwing a stick in the fans, and <laughs> it was just a shit show, or whatever. And I kind of watched, like, oh shit, like it made the American news, and and whatever. So whatever, I went to bed, and I, you know, about two o'clock in the morning. Back then, we used Skype to communicate. Like that was kind of how we'd call home and stuff. So. At about 2.30 in the morning in New York, my, my and you got to remember it's a 12-hour difference, right? Because when it's 2.30 in the morning, it's 2 o'clock in the, 2 in the afternoon over there. And my phone's going off at 2.30 in the morning, so it's Jeremy Oblonsky. And he's like, Johnny, he says, you go, he says Sasha, who is our owner's son, is going to call you right away. You know, and make sure you answer it. I said, okay, what's up? He goes, he's going to call you. Don't worry, just answer it. So whatever. So about 10 minutes later, my, ring phones, my phone rings again. And it's uh, Sasha. He was our owner of the team, his son, right? Because our owner didn't speak English, but his 18-year-old son spoke perfect English. And he's like, so Sasha gets on the phone. He's like, Johnny says, you know, Jeremy and Kip got suspended for the season. And on Friday, which you got to remember right now, it's Thursday in Russia, right? And he says on Friday, he says, we play, we play at home against uh, Barisa Stana and that's Grattan and, and, uh, Chris Simon and I said okay well what the hell do you want me to do I'm in, I'm in New York you know and I'd say it's a 20-hour flight to get home right so anyways uh he's like it doesn't matter what it costs he says book a flight we'll reimburse you and we'll make it worth your while you got to be back here by tomorrow for the hockey game and I'm looking I'm looking it's it's four o'clock in the morning now and you know I just you got to remember I just got to New York to visit my wife so my wife it's my first night with my wife and she's not going to be too happy so I said babe I've only been in New York for 12 hours I said babe I got to go back and she's like are you crazy are you kidding me no effing way and I said well I got it you know it's my job 
So anyways, uh, I booked a flight, but I, there was no flights out of Ro- uh, Syracuse. So I had to fly to Rochester, which is an hour away. And you got to remember, it's four o'clock in the morning and I got to leave by six in the morning. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I find a flight out of uh, Rochester, but it was first class and it was like eight grand. And I remember thinking, fuck, I'm not going to pay for that. You know, that's a waste of money. But Sasha said, no, just pay it. We'll reimburse you. So anyways, I bought this flight at four o'clock in the morning and I had to be in Rochester, which is an hour away by 630. So I get to Rochester. I fly from Rochester, New York to uh, I think it was LaGuardia or whatever, New York City. And then from New York City, I had to take the flight over the ocean, right, to get to uh, I think I was flying to Warsaw, Poland. So anyways, I get to New York City. I take my flight to Warsaw and that's the long flight. That's like a 12 hour flight. And I, uh, I end up landing in Warsaw on Friday at about 3 p.m. And you got to remember, we play at 7 p.m. in Moscow and I'm in Warsaw, Poland. But I was late, so I missed my connecting flight from Warsaw to Moscow. So I called Sasha. Like, Sasha, I said, I tried, but I said, I'm stuck in Warsaw, Poland and I'm never going to make it to to Moscow to go, you know, because you got to remember on in Friday afternoon in Moscow, Moscow is like New York City, right? The traffic's crazy. And I said, I'm I'm not going to make it. He says, you got to, you got to. So I ended up flying, finding a flight that flew me to St. Petersburg, Moscow, Russia, and then from St. Petersburg to Moscow. So anyways, I landed in Moscow at about 5.30 p.m. And we played at 7.30 and we still had to drive about an hour. So I called when I landed on, on the air on the airstrip in, in Moscow, I called Sasha. I said, Sasha, I'm in Moscow, but I mean, I don't think I'm going to make it for the game. And he was like, no, no, just get here. We have people waiting for you outside. So I, I, I go outside and. And he says, leave all your checked-in luggage. Just come. Your equipment's in your stall at the rink. It's, you're good to go. You don't have to dress up or nothing. Just show up to the rink. So I run outside, and it's funny because they got a little vehicle waiting for me. And there's two cop cars in the front and the back. And there's like, get in. So I jumped in. I left my luggage. And we're literally going through Moscow, you know, in and out of, out of traffic. And I end up getting to the rink at like 7.15. And my team's on the ice for warm-ups. But there's a rule in Russia where – I had to step foot on the ice for warm-ups. Like, like you're not, if you're not on one play. So I run into the dress. I remember I've been up for 24 hours now, right? Because I didn't sleep on the plane. And, and uh, all I remember was walking to the dressing room and Jeremy and them come and help me because they're, they're suspended. They're not playing. And they're getting me dressed up. And, you know, I literally don't even put my shoulder pads on or my thing. I go step on the ice and do one, two, one quick lap, get a standing ovation, come off, and I collapse. I fainted because I was so tired and stuck on adrenaline and stuff. So anyways, right before the game, so Mazarov calls me in the office and he says, uh, well, you know what we've got you here for? Ready to, to get out. It's like, I wanted to, I don't want to, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to fight and leave. So anyways, uh, you know, very first shift, Josh Gratton goes on the ice. So I jump on the ice and I, let's go. And he didn't really want to fight. I could tell, eh? And he didn't know that I just flew across the fucking ocean to, to come yeah. and fight him. I said, no, no, we're going. So anyways, the puck drops and he kind of skated away like he wasn't going to fight me, but he turns around and kind of drops his gloves and tries to get a jump on me. So we end up going pretty good. It's a pretty good fight, but I mean, I, I could say with confidence, I beat him pretty good. His eye was pretty beat up and you know, whatever. So anyways, that was kind of funny. So we go to the penalty box and I don't want to be, you got to remember, I don't want to be there. And, and, and in the KHL, it's a two fight rule. It's not like the NHL you're allowed to fight three times. It's only, well, fucking NHL, you probably can't fight once now, but. It's another story. But anyway, so if I fight one more time, I'm kicked out. So I remember looking in the penalty box. Okay, we're going again. Because I, I didn't want to be there. I just want to fight and leave. So sure enough, next shift, I get on the ice. I'm like, let's go. And his face pretty much already beat up pretty good there. And you can actually watch it on YouTube. So anyways, I end up fighting him again. And this time, I got him even better, right? So his eyes completely shut. And 
I remember skating off and I'm like, fuck, I'm going, this was my only two shifts and I fought. Right. And so I ended up going into the dressing room and getting undressed and, you know, the boys are just pumped because I did pretty good in the fights and, and I'm kicked out of the game now. And then all I remember is the owner said, come upstairs, come have a drink. So I went upstairs and ended up partying with the owner for a couple nights because the team had to leave that night to on a road. Oh. He ended up flying me back the next day to uh, New York again. And Oh, as it says, my internet connection is unstable. Is that okay? No, you're, you're, you're all good now. Just what were you saying about after you and him drank for a few days? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Then they, they flew me. They flew me uh, back to New York for a week. And I got to have a vacation and a $25,000 signing or bonus. And so, and they reimbursed me for all my, my flight and travel. So it was a two flights as well worth it, you know. And oh, fuck yeah. And, uh, but it's kind of funny because people, People watch the fights and they don't realize there's a story behind that, right? Like I flew across the Atlantic Ocean just for that one, that one, one, two minutes, two shifts of a game and two yeah. fights. And, and uh, so I was kind of get a kick out of that, right? You just watch YouTube. Oh, that's a good fight. But at the end of the day, there's a, there's a long story that goes behind it. And I traveled across the Atlantic Ocean just for that game. That's crazy, man. Hey, that we, was a great story. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> we, great story. We, we always ask guys who have, who have played over and freaking. did you ever do the Russian gas? No, I haven't. You're with the fifth guy that asked me. I used to see it get done all the time, but my Russian gas was the vodka. I love the vodka, <laughs> but uh, I've heard a lot about it. I never really witnessed it, uh, but uh, another story, you're talking about the Russian gas because the guy I walked in was, was Art, Artemi Pernarin. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know if you guys see what came out today about him going back to Russia. Yeah, I yeah. just seen that. He was actually my roommate for... Uh, that that year 2011 and i don't remember anything happening like that you know he was a was a great kid was a great player that year that, year that they're accusing him of was yeah. the year i played with him right he was on and that team he was my well on the road he was my roommate but i mean you think i would have heard something so i don't know they uh, might Russia end up asking you something then they might end up asking you knowing that you were on his team and roomed with him yeah, who knows? But yeah, like I said, there was nothing. But I don't know. Politics are weird over there. You never know. And I hear that he doesn't like the president. So who knows? Well, he, he mentioned that, that that's what I heard. I was reading in uh, on uh, Sports uh, Center that he's, he mentioned something political about their president. And yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, this, this gets dropped in his lap that he's beating the shit out of some 18 year old girl like yeah, i don't see I, that happening and i think that the year i played him he was like he was like 18 so i don't I, I don't know the guy was a little stud actually over there I remember was he was a, he was like uh he's one of the guys that scored four goals in the olympic gold medal game or whatever for, or the junior world juniors right mm -hmm. they yeah, loved him in russia he actually got me out of jail once over there that's i don't know if you guys ever watched that russian wedding party where me and yablonski knock out a few guys but that no. that night that yeah, night tell was, the story Oh yeah, you got it. Uh, it's, that's, it's another long story, but I mean, we're okay. Shoot, we got time. I'm getting tired of talking, boys. But <laughs> anyways, uh, you guys, did you guys watch the? Everyone watched the video of when we. I've heard about the video. I haven't uh, actually seen. And it. it wasn't at a wedding party. We were at a club, and some guys picked a fight, and they, they ended up picking it with the wrong guys, and it didn't, didn't turn out well for them. But it was actually our first three weeks we were in Russia. Uh, you know, it was our road trip, or not even a road trip. It was in was Megors to go play in a tournament for the weekend. And on Sunday, I remember I fought. I I fucking I beat up that guy. He was a tough guy. And, uh, Svitov, 
don't know if you guys remember Alexander Svitov. He played in Tampa Bay and stuff. Bigger Russian guy, pretty tough. But I ended up giving him a pretty good beating in, in Russia. And this was in preseason. So anyways, I remember Nazra was all happy. And he's like, you, you, you American, you Canadian guys, go and have a good night tomorrow morning. So, you know, there was me and Panarin was there and, and uh, Yablonski and Kip Brennan, a few, Nick Tart. There's a few of us that all went out and we went, we went for dinner. You know, we had a bottle of wine or whatever. We went bowling. Uh, you know, I had a couple, a bottle of vodka. And then, then we go to uh, a club at like midnight. And I remember the club didn't open till midnight. So we're outside this big club waiting. And, you know, me and Yablonski, we stood out a lot. We were both bigger guys. And, you know, I probably had a Mohawk at the time and black, probably a black guy or whatever. So we caught the attention of a bunch of fans and they were all coming, taking pictures of us. And, you know, just, there was a lot of people surrounding us and, and just trying to talk to us and, and just create attention. So, but anyways, a Russian, a wedding party was there and, and the girls were coming and trying to talk to us. And, and I remember uh, they were actually talking with Kip Brennan and them and all of a sudden the men that were in that Russian party, that wedding party were getting angry. So they started arguing between our teammates and them. Me and Yablonski were at the back talking, taking pictures and, you know, just being friendly. And next thing you know, a fight breaks out. So then Jeremy walks in to kind of break it up because it's our teammates, right? And we're just trying to stop things. Next thing you know, two guys jump on Jeremy and start hitting him. So of course, Jeremy's one of my good buddies. So I jump in there and long story short, is we ended up knocking like four or five guys out. And, you know, whatever I look, I remember looking back and there's these guys laying on the ground all over and they're shaking like a dead chicken. And I was, I was kind of scared. I'm like, fuck, what if we hurt one of these guys? So anyways, Jeremy and I took off running so i fought them and i started running chasing those like trying to follow jeremy and them the cops came and stopped because i didn't you know i didn't want to get shot or something so they come and cuffed me up and i didn't speak a word of russian and they didn't speak a word of english so all i remember was like shit so they cuffed me up and then luckily panarin turned around and come back and said uh, no no that's Marasti, a uh, good guy and and then he, he just looked at me and he says do you have me and, and at that time panarin didn't speak a lick of English right he just said money and I said yeah I have money and he says so I, I gave those cops the money and they let me go I said, you know if he didn't turn around I would have had no clue what to do and he was kind of my translator and my savior so so you know that's that's kind of a funny story back and that was the night of that 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 wedding party thing that's crazy man now now I want to yeah. say like were you on, were you on spitting chicklets before no because I've no. heard this I want to say I heard this story on spitting chicklets. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, Jeremy, got... Jeremy, I think, I think, I think Jeremy was on there and he brought it up. I heard. I don't know. I haven't. I've never oh, heard okay. chicklets. Yeah, because I heard this podcast story. guy. I've done a lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I was. That's the one. Jeremy was there with me, and and it was so it was pretty funny. Well, I remember the awesome. media made it out like, oh, two Canadian bullies beat up wedding party, <laughs> go to wedding and trap. But it wasn't a wedding party. They Russia. actually picked. Yeah, but it holy fuck. He got national news, that's for sure. And it was yeah. That's insane. Hey, who who so. like was that one guy where like you were like, I'm glad that guy's on my team? Like just I'm not saying that you're necessarily afraid of him or scared to fight him, but who's just that one guy you were like, fuck, I'm glad you're on this team. Uh I'd have to I mean I'm not I always had the cocky attitude that I could beat everybody. So I, I, I wouldn't really say that, but if I had to pick one was uh, the year I played in the Quebec league, uh, one of my best friends to this day, his name's Dean Mayran. Yeah. Um, he, he's boy. Not, yeah. He's yeah, an Ontario he's, guy. He's from our area. Yeah. yeah good. Here. Really good friend of mine. He actually lives only an hour from me now. He works in Alberta here, but 
him and I were teammates and it's, it's, and he's a guy that I love, you know, I, I cheered for him when he fought and I was never, I was just excited when he fought was when I fought. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really, you know, when I was in the American league and, and, and in the States, there hardly any teams carried two guys, right. Um, two real heavyweights like that. So obviously in Quebec, they carried a few of them. So when mm-hmm. I was in Quebec, I'd have to say Dean, because he's a big man. He's tough. Uh, really, really good friend of mine, and, and I wouldn't have him on a regular basis. So, you know, mm-hmm. I could be Jerry. Jerry's a really tough guy that I played with in, in Raw. Um, but I guess if we didn't fight, we wouldn't have all the legendary fights that we had. Mm-hmm. Who, who was your uh, favorite coach to play for? My favorite coach to play for? I don't know. I've had a lot of good coaches. Um, I think I could have had better coaches because, you know, there was a couple of times where I turned down to make it in hockey in any, at any level, I think you need to have good coaching and coaches that believe in you, you know, and, and uh, you know, the coaches I had, they were always awesome me and treated me like gold, but they never gave me that opportunity to play. I was there to fight. Right. So uh, one year, uh, Steve Martinson's a guy that rings the bell that you'd say he never coached me but, uh, after my pro. That's when I fought. He, he was actually uh, coaching Josh Gratton. And, and Gratz right away ended up going to the American League and ended up to going to the NHL. Right? And Gratz is similar to me, right? He's tough as nails, but, you know, he's an enforcer. But he, he could possibly play the game. Steve mm-hmm. Martin said, he called me that summer and said, John, I want you to come play for me. And I, you know, I kind of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I already had a girlfriend in Bakersfield and stuff. And But, you know, having a coach like that that actually put me on a power player, let me have some ice time to play, might have helped me a lot in my career. But I can't really say... I had bad coach, you know, because all the coaches treated me awesome. But I just wish I had a coach that would have gave me the opportunity to play a little bit more, you know, and, and show that I could play. Mm-hmm. Said even senior, senior AAA and senior AA, you know, last year I played for the local team and I, I led playoffs in scoring. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of surprised people. But, you know, I like to play. And, and I just, when I played pro, I never had the opportunity to do it because my, my intentions were to hurt somebody or to hit somebody. And, you know, I wasn't thinking about trying to score goals. So I wish I had a coach that maybe played me a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I didn't always want to, you know, but uh, like I said, I can't pick a favorite. And I can't pick a worse. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, but, but don't you think that bad. with the way you played and if you had a good coach that you would have got more room to do what you wanted to do, if they would have taught you a little bit more about how to do this and how to do that. Oh, definitely. Cause I mean, like I, like I said, I mean, obviously pro and senior is two different things, but in senior, I mean, I could carry the puck from one end to the other and no one touches me. And, you know, no even in, but even in pro hockey, you know, there's, I, I was intimidating player. A lot of guys hated playing me. So, you know, I would have more room, but when you're only used that one dimensional way, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Like I always told people, you know, if you let Sidney Crosby have three shifts a game, he ain't going to get many points. Right. You know, and then especially with those three shifts, my intentions, I'm already knowing my head, I'm going after that guy. So I don't give a fuck where the fuck is, you know, I'm right. going to fight. So, so it, it bothers me when people say, oh, that guy had no goals or, you know, he has, he, he was a terrible player. They don't know, you know, cause I come, I come and play with local guys here and they're, they're like, Holy fuck, you're good. You know? So yeah. it's, it's tough. And I'm not claiming to be Wayne Gretzky or anything, but you know, I think given the opportunity and, and, and more confidence that you get, you'd, you'd become a much better player. Cause it still takes skill to play at the American league level or, or, you know, to even go to NHL games and, and anything, you know, even at the East Coast, that's pretty good hockey. And and all those guys, if they're given the opportunity, I'm sure could produce. It's just when you're a role player, you kind of, you lose, you have less opportunity to show the way you play because you have a job to, to fulfill. Mm-hmm. 
Do you got one smaller ear than the other? Because that thing keeps popping. <laughs> I don't know. I have pretty bad cauliflower ears. I know that, but uh, no, it's, 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 it's just, it must be my, my ears ringing. But listen, listen to that story. We had Jeff Kugel on uh, last episode and yep. he said he sat on the bench and got two shifts a game. Yeah. But then he, he ended up getting taught by Dale Hunter only for a month. And he said, if I would have had that coach, you know, for all my career, this guy's six, six yep. and can scrap and can do whatever he could have been a Lindros. He could have been a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, well, no, I can, like, and I completely agree. When a coach gets it set in his mind that this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And that's the only like you, like you said, you, 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 you were a good goal scorer. You were this, you were that, but you had 18 fights in, uh, or 22 fights in, in one camp. And, and next thing you know, you're not on the first line anymore. You're on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, and, and obviously, you know, you, you, you need opportunities. So there's times where you could have a coach that would allow you to play, you know, uh, one guy was, I, I can say was a really good coach for me was Al Tour. He was the next tough guy that played pro in the NHL, actually. And in my junior year, I couldn't believe, like, he, he was a guy that gave me opportunities. And when I got those opportunities, your confidence goes up, you know, you score goals. But it's just like fighting, you know. The more good you do in fighting, you get more confidence and you keep going. So, mm-hmm. you know, just having a guy that will let you give you that opportunity. You know, there's a lot of tough guys. Like I said, they, they skill so and get see it. Mm-hmm. I seen a video of you and I was fucking laughing because you were like, there was a line brawl or whatever. There was a big skirmish. I think you were mic'd up. Okay. And uh, you were just to everybody. Hey man, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Not one person would fight you. Where was that at? Uh, I'm trying to think. There's probably a lot of cities. Did I end up fighting? No, you were getting ready. To, was it? Did I end fighting? You ended up one of the refs fucking grabbed you, and he's like, "Hey, like no one wants to fight you." No, there was no takers. Oh, you threw, know, yeah. you threw a few, and then like there was a scrum, and then you got out of the scrum, and then you broke loose, and then you were free, and you were going after someone else, and you were like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go," and you were like chasing him down, and he was skating backwards, and he yeah. was zero. Shit, man, I've, I. Yeah, I've been in so many fights. I, I, I'm sure I did something stupid in one of them. So, I mean, I can't. That one doesn't ring a bell. But I know there's a few that I've been in. There's bench brawls I've been in in Quebec, and you know, lines. And but usually, usually that's heavyweight guys. Not many guys in a line brawl want to go with us, you know, because it could end badly for them. Oh, and uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I've been in so many, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Like I said, my memory's bad. Okay, here's one. What's the most amount of like, of like majors you've had in the same year, fighting majors? Most amount. How many? Shit. Even if you had to guess, doesn't have to Maybe be forty. Back. Well, I'll probably be in Quebec because I mean Quebec was a fighting league, so I'd I'd say I know that one year in the East Coast I had thirty six, and that was that was quite a bit. You know, I think that's a fight every every other game. But you know, with the way hockey is in the states, it's well. It says that your internet connection is on. Oh, is it back now? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. Okay, yeah, no, it's like a. Uh, I don't. I'd have to say about forty-five, fifty, maybe. Jeez, that's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, it's there was quite a bit. It would, and it would have happened in Quebec. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know. I I know that one year I had like thirty-three or thirty-four in the American League, which is a lot. 
That's a tough way to make a living. Yeah, but it's like I said, I wouldn't take it back. It was awesome. Beauty. You betcha. Well, who, who was your favorite teammate that you got to play with? Oh shit, I've had so many, but I big Brad favorite big, though. Favorite. Big, favorite? Big bad Brad. I'd probably say Wingfield's a good really good friend of mine. I don't know if you guys remember his name. He was a tough guy. More in the lower minors, Brad Wingfield. Mm-hmm. They used to call him Wingnut. <laughs> no, I, I played with him in Danbury, Connecticut. That was the Mafia team. I don't know if you guys heard about that on Sports Illustrated. It was uh, the owner of the team was was in the Mafia, and we lasted for about two years. What so, league was that in? That was in 2000. It was in the United Hockey League. Oh, and I remember yeah. I was supposed to go to the American League, but this guy called me and said, hey, my dad, want, I, my dad said you can come play for us. I want you to come on our team. And so really and you know they were throwing around this is this is the league that's double a hockey not even in the american league and they're throwing away you know six digit figures to play for them and i'm like what i'm coming so i ended up going to play in danbury connecticut they were called the danbury trashers but if you guys have time and i google it's called they're called the danbury trashers and it was in the united hockey league and they uh the owner was was mob was a mobster he owned a garbage company that's why we're called the trashers Mm-hmm. And I, I actually remember the Atlanta Thrashers at the time wanted to sue him. And he said, well, try sue me because he had so much money. Right. And yeah. because they said they were cop winners copying his name and stuff, but uh, his name was Jimmy Galante. And he uh, was an Italian guy that uh, ended up creating a, a double like a monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his son is uh, AJ, AJ Galante. And his son was like 17 at the time. And he was our GM, but he basically just called, you know, we had Garrett Burnett, Stephen Pete, you know, myself, Brad Wingfield, Brent Gretzky. I mean, they had all the, all the minor league tough guys and goal scorers were all on our team. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we ended up losing in the finals that year, but I mean, we were just stacked with guys. They were, they were paying guys. Frank Bialois played games with us. I mean, all the, you know, pretty much any tough guy you could think of, they called. And it was the year of the NHL lockout in 0405 too. So a lot of guys were free, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Mike, Mike Rupp played for us. He was not really a, a fighter, but he was a big, bigger, tough guy. Michael Rupp mm-hmm. played for the New Jersey devils and all them. He played for us that year. And, and like I said, money wasn't an issue that year because he had all his, his mobster money to blow off. And <laughs> even our wives were being paid. That's crazy. So, so you went and played for one gangster in that league. And then you went to Russia and played for another gangster. Yeah. And then I also went to Quebec where all the bikers are kind of running things too. So I've, I've been everywhere, man. No, organized. No, you know, you're like Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere. Yeah. So I've been with the, Irish, the, the Russian mob, the Italian mob and, and, and the Hells Angels. The biker mob. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a That's cool awesome. career, but you know what? All those guys treated me awesome and I have nothing bad to say about them. It was like, even in Russia, I mean, like the owner there was, you always hear bad stories about Russia, but you know, I think I made more money than I signed while I was there with all the bonuses I got and stuff. So, <laughs> and, you know, just being, I, I've I was, heard so, I've heard so many stories on spitting chicklets about this Sasha and his dad, you that, know, like Sasha. He, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, they, they, these guys making trips over into Russia and not even getting in their gear. Like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And they're yeah. bringing hockey sticks over. They're gone. You know, go going up and, and he's like, and there's a buffet on and there's shrimp. I gotta call my wife. No, you can't. You gotta drink the vodka every yeah. goal, every yeah. every shift. You're 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 doing a shot. Like yeah, it's incredible. It was a wild time over there, that's for sure. But you know, like I said, they treated me like gold when I was there. So I I have not one bad thing. You know, a lot of guys always want to call me and say, Oh, what how was Russia? It's a shithole. And I was like, I, I loved it. You know, I wish I actually went earlier in my career there and you know, uh kept, you know 
would have had more years there because I uh, went there more towards the end of my career. And I was actually supposed to go back to one year, but uh, that's, I opened a Tim, I bought a Tim Hortons franchise. And uh, so that's kind of why I ended up leaving early from, from Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise I would have probably played another year or two. And uh, well, it's funny. They, they take care of the tough guys over there. They yeah. love them. eh? Yeah. Well, though the, the, the couple teams that like what they do, you know, they treated good. You know, like I said, there was not very many top heavyweights there, but the teams that, that took them, they were treated like gold. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, in uh, 2009, you had a fight with fucking Biz, right? You fought Biz. And I seen that he was saying something to the refs, and then the refs oh, broke it up. Times. What happened? Oh, shit. I, th- I, I, I watched it. Some people sent it to me. That was a long time. I just remember I broke his nose or whatever, and they were just, he was calling the refs in. And, and uh, I was kind of getting mad because, you know, the refs were trying to stop it. And I'm like, it's a fucking fight, you know, let us fight to the end. And, and uh, so, yeah, he was, I think, calling the refs in saying, I'm done. Or I, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. Because <laughs> I was just wondering, because I was like, holy shit, he fought Biz. So I watched it. And yeah, I fought like, now. I fought him. I fought him a few, a few times actually, if I can remember, three or four times. You know, I didn't. They had broken Dennis Bond. So Dennis was the guy that I fought more of. Mm-hmm. But Biznas, you no, know, he was a tough kid too, you know, and he he did well. I think he's even doing better now. Oh, Not yeah, playing hockey. Yeah, he's killing it now. Yeah. Who who had the who had the nasty yeah, name? That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I say that all the time. I did. If he ever wants to talk to me, I would have told him to call me. <laughs> I'm the real nasty. You want a shot at the nasty? None of this biz nasty shit. I'm the nasty. Yeah, no, yeah it's, I, I noticed they started calling that, I think, but I, I've been called that as long as I can remember. And I used Yo, to not like it, and I didn't mind you, it. Man. Yeah, so it's it's good. But, you know, like I said, I like seeing I like seeing his success. I mean, he's unbelievable now, you know. He's it's, doing it's, awesome. And it's awesome to see that he's he's even transitioned to life after hockey and, and still sticking to it. So that's awesome to see. Is who's that one guy who you always wanted to fight but you never got a chance to? I always wanted to fight Ty Domi. Oh, just because wow. I looked I, I looked up to him so much because he was a small guy my size and and mm. tough as nails and I never he never had the opportunity. I think him or I don't that know. I like, a hell of a tilt because I, when I I watched your first fight, uh, like I just. I checked you out on YouTube when Ant told me that we were interviewing you. And uh, I'm like, this is fucking Ty Domi. This, this guy is totally Ty Domi. Yeah, I was always, I was always, uh, I guess, compared to him. But I, I don't think, I think his style is a lot different than mine. Now that I think, now that I, I've fought, played a whole career of playing hockey and fighting, but I found that he liked to spin guys a lot. And yeah. I'm kind of a guy yeah. that just wants to get yeah. inside. And I mean, I, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I think I could do really good against a guy like that because I get inside and I'd stand there solid. I wouldn't let him spin me and fight on the outside. So uh, that would always been cool. I mean, obviously, I like to fight the toughest of the toughest. So I would have loved to fight Bob Probert or, you know, all mm. those guys because, you know, you'd always, they always say they're the best. And I, Bob Probert, I think, is the best. And, you know, I would have liked to, not saying I could beat him, but I'd like to try and I, I sure would. You, know, you so. answered that real fucking quick, too, by the way. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. can, can, guys, can we uh, do a quick timeout? Like, I got to piss. <laughs> okay, here, I'll pause <laughs> it real quick. All right. So, John, um, where was your most favorite place to play? Like, the, like my home city that I played in? Anywhere. Anywhere you got to play any of Be your at home, on oh, the shit. Road, wherever. Oh, shit. I loved. 
I, I gotta say, I love Syracuse when I was in Syracuse. Um, you know, obviously I played there, but th they treated me like I was, it's such a hard question because I've treated so good at every place I played, but I think Syracuse is a place that if I could have stayed there longer, I would have, you know, the, 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 the organization was first class to me. I mean, to this day, they still call me and see if I need anything shipped to me or, you know, and, and, uh, even the city itself, I'd go out to restaurants and be treated like VIP. And, and, uh, you know, I made a lot of family, you know, I've, I've, I basically call them family now there in Syracuse, you know, I still go back every year and visit and, and uh, the organization still calls me freaking every couple of months and sees how things are going. And, and so I would have to say Syracuse, I really liked it there, you know, and, and uh, just nothing but bad, nothing but great things to say about that city. So, but on the other hand, like I said, I played in Quebec where I was treated like gold, you know, I played in Russia where I loved it. Um, I guess financially, I would love to stay in Russia. You know, that's where I made the most of my money. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, as far as just loving where I played would have been Syracuse, New York. Nice. Hey, so I like added up some stuff in your whole like pro career. You had over 3,500 minutes. That's awesome. Eh? Okay. <laughs> I over, didn't even know that. Yeah. So over, over 3,500 minutes, how many would you say doesn't have to be an exact number. Exactly. How many, how many would you say were of that was in just fives alone fights? I'd have to say at least 3000. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I fought lots, man. Like I look back and so I'll, I'll have guys say, do you remember when you fought this guy? I said, oh, fuck, I don't remember fighting that guy. You know, so <laughs> sometimes I even go on YouTube and I'll put someone's name and I didn't fight that guy, and I'll find a fight that I, oh, I they did fight him, you know? So, you know, I fought a lot, especially, you know, wow. Well, even in juniors and, and, and pro and, and when I was younger, I, I used to fight a lot in a bar and punch guys out. So, I mean, I've <laughs> got a lot of fights, but, uh, the older I got, you know, I calmed down a little bit off, you know, off the ice, but I've, I've been in lots, you know, mm -hmm. and that's sometimes my biggest pet peeve when guys ask me my fights, because I've been in so many fights. I don't remember half of them. That's crazy, man. Insane. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Who was the one guy that wouldn't give up on you? Knew he had to beat you. So he'd always come back, even though you'd fuck him up every time. <laughs> Shit. who was the guy that just wouldn't quit that you're saying no like remember last time yeah there no, was there the there that? was a guy up in quebec his name was manny Frechette. kind of a i should say smaller he was taller than me but i mean i'm used to fighting guys that are six five six six but he yeah uh, you know five eleven maybe and six foot but 195 200 pounds and he, and he's fought everyone he fought link gates he fought joel terry all the big real heavyweights up in quebec and and I would beat him every time bad. And he just would always come back. And so if I had to pick somebody, I'd say Manny Frechette. He's a, if you have, go on YouTube, never really played anywhere in the States, but he was a tough French guy, French Canadian guy from, uh, from Quebec. And, and like I said, he fought Link Gates and he fought all the big name guys and, and he done well against all of them, but he fucking would just keep coming back. And it was, it was, you know, he could never beat him. Wow, not, this he, time I'm going to get him. Yeah, you, you could beat him. I mean, you beat him. You never beat spirit. You know, there's guys you beat the shit out of him a couple times, and they kind of hesitate coming back. But this guy, you know, you beat him up the night before. He's like, he's let's go, let's go. And so I'd have to say Manny Frechette from from up in Quebec. That's not awesome. Yeah. And you know what's awesome about that is you remembered his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I I, I remember the I remember the majority of guys. I mm -hmm. I uh, you know I've been all over and and, and fought a lot. So. But I respect all the guys that fought, you know, even the guys that weren't the greatest at the job because it takes balls to fight, you know, and 
I always laugh when you get the you get the computer warriors or whatever that'll judge guys and oh they did this or they did that, but it's like until you actually live it and do it, it's you know don't talk. So yeah, oh, I, agree. So I, I give I give respect to any guy that dropped his mitts and, and did it because you know you're doing it in front of a lot of people watching and and uh, and some of those boys are big boys and they can hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking they of that, speaking of that, who's that one guy? This is my last one, by the way. Who's that one guy that landed up just landed one on you? where you didn't expect it to be that hard. Who, like, who, who was it or? Oh. Yeah. Like who hit you the hardest? I don't, I don't know. I studied fights pretty good. So I knew who the, the, the real big boys were. I mean, Steve McIntyre hit like a tank, big Steve McIntyre. You know, he was, he was tough. One guy that's not a really big name that I remember hit me hard was Jesse Bolleries. Okay. Yeah. You guys know that name. He played, yeah. played in the show for, for quite a while. Uh, he, big bombs and i meant i didn't i, I kind of underestimated i didn't think he was that tough when i went in and fucking he threw and i remember he hit me once pretty damn hard i'm like holy fuck this guy hits hard mm -hmm. so um but like i said i've been so many fights i'm sure i don't remember being hit half of them <laughs> oh it says your internet's unstable that's mine because i live in the <laughs> he's like because I, I hope you him. guys heard that but yeah i said i'd say jesse bowlers that i thought hit pretty hard mm. And that's a guy that I don't, most guys wouldn't expect to say that they hit hard, but I remember him hitting me in, in, we were in Philadelphia and he got a good piece of me. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's, you know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Rob. So I got a couple more for you. Hit him uh, with the stunner you... one. Hit him with the stunner one. Okay. So, uh, you know, how baseball players have their uh, walk up song, you know, and, and let's, let's, let's exclude the horn, which I fucking hate. Uh, when guys score goals, you know, we take that right out of there, but yeah. you get to blast your song. What would it be? What would be your goal I scoring? Song? I, my goal scoring song. I don't know. Like kind of like gay music. I'd probably put something pretty cheesy on there. I, I remember there's a song they used to play in Russia. I don't even know what it's called, but you say dance with the devil. That was a pretty fun one. When we, when I, when I dropped the gloves, they'd play it, but. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not much of a music guy. I don't even know what songs are called. I just, when I hear it in the radio uh, or my thing, I say, I, I like the first that good one. question. No, <laughs> I, I like, I like country. I like, uh, I like everything, you know, but I don't have anything in particular. I, I hate jazz. Though, I'll tell you that much. So you're like red solo cup. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Boys. <laughs> yeah. have a party. I, just like, I just like the drink. Yeah. Whoever, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that just throws my money at them and says, "Put music on. I don't care what it is. Just make sure it's good." Fucking oh, right. So, so you got no song, eh? It's the toughest question that ever. That that like, is a tough question because I don't know. Yeah. I maybe maybe I like ACDC. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah, Thunder? I like AC, Yeah, I like that. I remember we were in Thunder, Chicago. Thunderstruck is awesome. I yeah, I still remember going to Chicago one time and and uh, I think it was up with Columbus at the time. And the night before our game, there was a ACDC. I'm, never, I'm not much of a concert guy, but I think it was Rennie Bork was playing for Chicago. And he, he got us tickets to go watch, uh, to go to ACDC live in, in, in the rink where we were playing, right? Because they were having a concert the night before. And I remember sitting up there and, and the one of the old guy, probably old enough to be, he was old enough to be my grandpa. He just sat there and his head banging with the guitar. And I don't know his name because I don't know any of the, the singers there. But all I remember looking to my left and there was these girls, just young girls, and they're just taking their shirts off saying, we love you, you know. 
And I'm thinking, fuck, I should be a rock star. I don't want to be a <laughs> hockey player. You know, so this guy's a gr- old enough to be a grandpa and he's just headbanging and these young girls are showing Angus, him his tits. And I was like, Angus, Angus yeah. Young playing the guitar. Is that his, is that his name? That's his name, Angus. Okay, yeah. Well, anyways, the guy was probably seven, five, eight years old and he's just headbanging. And I looked to my left and there's these fucking girls, you know, taking their shirts off, telling him he loves them. I said, shit. I want yep. to be a ro- I want to be a rock star. You yeah, know? I wanted to be a hockey player because <laughs> they, 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 girls do that too at the arena. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So one more, was... Rob. One more for him. Fuck. I got like six more, but well, pick I, your I, I, you, take your take your time, man. Right, I don't care. I have lots. All right. So so what was what was your most memorable game that you ever got to play in? Uh. I think the one that I was most emotional was probably my first NHL game against, uh, against the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, Cause it, this is actually a story I guess we could be into. It might kill a little bit of time here, but. Did you get the uh, first NHL, game? I was actually directed to do whatever I wanted to hurt them, <laughs> but the coach would always pull them off the ice when I got on. Cause uh, Nashville and Columbus are a huge rivalry. So I remember they said, ah, two, two, if you want to hurt them, hurt them. We don't care. And, but anyways, funny story is I wasn't supposed to play that. It was, it was only exhibition. It was my very first, you know, and you got to remember, I, I did it the hard way to even get an exhibition game in the NHL. I played in fucking East Coast, you know, in every league there was to finally get an opportunity to play on an NHL ice surface. And uh, all I remember was I was still up in Columbus and during the pregame, you know, you guys must be hockey guys. And mm-hmm. in the morning, we do a pregame skate, right? So, but they had posted the roster and the team that was playing would go skate first. And then the healthy scratches would skate after and kind of get bag skated and, you know, and just kind of work out. So anyways, I wasn't supposed to play. And this was, we were playing Nashville that night and I went and looked at the roster. My name wasn't on it. So I wasn't playing. So they said, okay, the guys that aren't playing, you're going to skate after the team skates and you're going to get skated. You're going to have to work out. You're going to have to ride the bike, you know? And so whatever. I Not to interrupt you, but are those the black aces? No, that's playoffs. Playoffs is the black aces. Those oh, are the guys okay. that go. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. No, that it's just, I did. I just wasn't playing that night. You know, they have six extra guys that aren't going to dress, so we we weren't we weren't playing that night. So, anyways, it was me and I think it was Derek Broussard at the time. You must know Derek Broussard plays. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, he's a good buddy of mine. And and there was a few of there was like three or four of us, and they were all younger than me because they were all like first round draft picks. So you know, I was like twenty six at the time, and they're all you know nineteen or twenty. So anyways, uh, you know, we, we don't skate with the team. Then when the team's done skating, we go and do our pregame skate. So we skated and, uh, you know, after we're done skating we work out, we ride the bike and then I'm like, well, fuck, we don't have to be at the rink till seven 15. Cause it's a seven 30 game. I said, let's, you know, let's, so we all went for lunch across the street. And, uh, I guess I got to add to the story growing up. My dad always said, don't drink or do drugs or don't party. If you ever want to be a professional athlete, you got, you got to stay away from that. Right. So this is why it makes this funny, this story even funny because, so anyways, after we did our workout and stuff, you know, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon because we worked out all, all morning and uh, we go across the street in Columbus and, and we said, ah, let's go to this bar. And, and so we go to this bar and we order lunch and, you know, a couple drinks and cause we're not playing that night. Right. All the guys that I'm with, we're, we're, we're scratched that night. So we're, you know, I must've had three or four drinks already rum and Cokes. And, you know, the couple of guys had their beers and, and, uh, all of a sudden I look to my right and Ken Hitchcock and the whole coaching staff's walking in. And, fuck, and remember those guys are not even 21 yet so they're all the all of a sudden i turn i look at her and i look in front of me and all the drinks are in front of me 
<laughs> in the barn. Everybody, shove him there. Walk by. Was a coach in Syracuse. He puts his hand on my shoulder. He says, "John, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not playing tonight." Oh, did it cut it all? Did it cut out? No, you're good. No. Nope. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Your video is frozen. Cut out. Oh, it's it. Okay. So what? It's chattering, but it's fine. Oh, I don't know. I just said. Okay, but anyways, so the coaches walked in. The coach put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, he says, "What are you doing, John?" He said, well, "I'm not playing tonight. You know, I'm just having a couple of days." Okay, well, he just kind of shook and walked by. Whatever. And then this is preseason time, right? So there's a bunch of uh, TVs on in this bar. And, you know, sure enough, there was a big heavyweight fight on TV. We everyone stops in the bar and starts watching the fight. So, not even ten minutes after that, I come in, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it was our assistant coach. And he's like, "John," he says, "Ken Hitchcock wants to talk to you." I'm like, okay, whatever. So, you know, so I walk over to Ken Hitchcock and he goes, how many drinks did you have? I said, oh, I don't know. I had like four or five, which I probably had about seven already. <laughs> and he's like, how do you feel? I said, oh, I'm good. He goes, okay, you're playing tonight. And I'm like, what? Cause I, you know, I didn't even know how to play a game. And, and he said, yeah, he says, get back, get some sleep and be at the rink at five o'clock. And I'm like, it's three 30 now. So, you know, I, long story short is I didn't sleep. I went to the hotel and because I've never played a game and, <laughs> you know even an exhibition in the nhl yet he's like not all of a sudden i'm playing so you know it's funny when i like, get in there right and, and then just being able to say you know i played in every league in this world to, to get to this point and i'm here so it was pretty going back to your question that was probably the, the the best game i like and and the way it happened you know drinking in a bar a couple hours prior to game time is, is kind of neat too <laughs> <laughs> so and sure enough that that first shift i actually fought josh gratton that that was our yeah so that was, oh, it was fun you know and you know, I think, uh, yeah, so it was a, awesome. a, a game. Yeah. So that's a great story, bro. That is a great story. So long story short is the long story short is don't drink before a game. Yeah. I learned that in beer league. Since when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like drinking my beer in beer league. I don't drink beer though. I only drink hard stuff. Oof. Like yeah. what, what? Okay. So one of my questions on here is what is your drink of choice? Uh, I have to say lately it's been vodka and Pepsi. Ooh. Uh, got to be like Pepsi, yeah, but it's got to be at least a triple because I'm trying to drink lots now. I got to taste the alcohol. <laughs> oh. Do you like the whiskeys? And and it, I I drink whiskey too, but I'm Indian. I might freak out. <laughs> yeah, I, might I have a pinch of Indian in me. Stop, stop. And and my girlfriend tells me I can't come over if I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> That's not you might want to take that out, Drew. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wrong okay, what, so so I got two more questions for you. Yeah, one, is, one is, did you ever get pranked? Ah, oh, shit. I'm sure somewhere down the road I got pranked quite a bit, yeah. But not one you can remember? But not... Nothing that comes off the top of my head, no, because I was always the tough guy in a team and I never got rookie or I never got picked. You know, you always hear all these, with them. You know, you always, I always hear these, these initiations or whatever, you know, these young guys that are rookies. I mean, I, no, I always, I always no, acted nothing, like even in junior, nothing, nothing. Well, I would have fucking hit somebody if they, I was, I was ever since I played junior, I was always the toughest guy in the team. So I didn't really, I don't have many memories of guys being dicks to me. You know, I was always, I always acted like a veteran player. 
you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I can honestly say, I don't, I'm sure I had little stupid pranks, you know, in the dressing room or, or stupid shit, but nothing where I could, that stands out, you know, this guy's fooling around in the dressing Nobody room. Nobody put never, ice never, in his shoes. Fuck. I don't know. Well, I, I, I did see a teammate didn't like another teammate. He pissed in his mouthpiece and, you know, oh. shit like that happened. But, <laughs> That's oh. fucking brutal. And I'm not going to throw any names in there because I kept my mouth shut. But yeah, one of the guys, one of the rookies didn't like one of the veterans. So while, you know, the last guy out, he fucking pissed in the, in the guy's mouthpiece and didn't say a word, but. <laughs> That's a huge yeah. dick move. Should yeah, it is. It is. Like, 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 and you as a tough guy, like, you know, call the guy out. You don't like what he's doing to you, fucking call him out. Yeah. Right? No, Maybe I hear, I hear you. Because I'm better than you. Know, you're, dick. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I probably didn't say that because I probably didn't like the guy either, maybe, but I still thought it was wrong. But I think if it was if it was someone I really liked, something would have been said, but I must have never cared for the guy because I don't think I ever said a word about it. I just said, hey, <laughs> fuck, that's bad. Just sit and watch this. Well, if he's treating guys like assholes, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of veteran guys that were assholes too. So you know karma's a bitch, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I get I get a kick out of all this. The young kids complaining about hazing now. I mean, it's part of life. It makes you, you know, it makes you tough. I don't, I don't, it might get carried away too much, but it made me who I was. Well, or I said other that, kids, you know. let, let's, let's look into that for one second. Didn't all the hazing stop when, uh, what's his name from the Spitfires came out and said, yeah, Windsor had a bunch of shit go down. What was it? What uh, was the, uh, guy's name? Uh, I forget who uh, it was. Priscilla? But... No, it was. Uh... All right, I I think a little bit of hazing here and there is good. It kind of creates culture, but I think I think if it gets carried away where it's it's violating personal rights, it's bad. But yeah. you know, kids, our world's turned too soft. I mean, you you offend everybody. And, like uh, I, I, I listen, I listen to uh, Spitting Chicklets all the time, and the funniest fucking story I ever heard was uh, Biz Nasty said they jammed us all into the uh john into the bathroom on the bus and told us to come up with 35 cents and you had all the change on the floor so all these guys are naked and they're they're all trying to bend down and pick up nickels and quarters and he's like and there's one guy with a lighter in there you know what i mean like so funny like yeah see that's not i mean to, to, to me i mean obviously some person that didn't live that culture that's terrible but to me that's kind of funny mm. you know it's it, it's it's the it's the real sexual ones that you hear of and i don't even i think those are exaggerated to be honest i've never seen anything that bad and i probably wouldn't allow that to happen because like i said i was always one of the veteran guys and one of the leaders in the dressing room and i would never let things get carried away like that but i just i don't like that it's we're too soft now you know yeah. you know it's it's the, it's the, soft. the, the, the I think it's just our, our society in general is too soft nowadays. And what, Russians... were you, what were you like saying about that though, before we got all the internet went all crazy? What's Oh, just about how, how soft we've gotten. I mean, there's a little bit of initiations that happen in hockey. And I just, I, I feel that to an extent it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of creates character, but at the same time, you don't want it to get carried away. That's all. I don't know. It's kind of stupid mm-hmm. to talk about, but yeah, it's well, my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's fine when it's like, you know, the boys are just like <laughs> fucking around on the bus or on the plane or in the dressing room or whatever. Like, you know, that's yeah. fine. But some of the stuff, yeah, it gets a little out of hand. But I'm all for yeah. like messing around yeah. with the boys, though. I'm all for it. Oh, that. yeah. You got you to gotta create a little bit of skin on them. So, but no, it's, it's like I said, I, I, I to an what? extent, 
but 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 if you if you push it too far, don't be surprised if I punch you in your face. <laughs> oh yeah, if, just if you're gonna give it, make sure you can take it. That's like me. right, hundred percent, hundred percent, and yeah. uh, and th and that's what uh, I see nowadays that kids can't. Yeah, hmm. you know that, that they can say whatever they want, but you know the, the coach wants to come in and kick the can around or flush the toilet and say, that's what I think about your game. <laughs> and, and the next thing you know, the kids are going, mom, yeah, coach yeah. said, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. We're too soft in, in general. That's what I say. As a society, I, I honestly, John, I think a hundred percent, I think we're yeah. too soft. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I, I am too, as a dad, I, I am too. Where my dad, my dad was sitting in a crowd saying 23 and I'm like, no, no. And he's like, no, 23, you're fighting him or you're fighting me when we go in the parking lot. So, okay. Sounds like me. Okay. okay. This is, this is what I'm doing. You know, I like, sent my, I sent my son to play junior last year and I told the coach, I said, I'll send him to you. I said, but if he doesn't fight, he's coming home. And, uh, my coach, I, I was crazy. I see. I, said, I, I see those things you had in your hand. Are you making chores? Is it, is no, I don't know. There must be my daughters. Like, they're sitting here. I just grabbed them. I'm getting angry. I want to hit somebody. Sean, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I honestly didn't think this interview was gonna go like it did, and I'm so happy that we got you on here. And uh, you know, I want to. I want to just say that I wish you the utmost success. And, you know, especially with the happy life, happy wife, mm -hmm. you know, and if we could get you back on here, that would be great. That would it be might great. pay off in a couple hours, boys. So I'm, I'll have to thank you guys for letting me do this. <laughs> I'm going to get lucky. Fire it up. Fire it up. <laughs> Attaboy. All right, John, seriously, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for like, you you being down here with us, shooting the shit. It's been awesome, buddy. Definitely. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Buddy. And there he is, folks, Mr. John Masty Marasty, who was a couple minutes late for his interview because, well, Rob, why was he late? His Matthew. wife. No, but he was like, I'm going to order dessert. I'm eating dessert. <laughs> so <laughs> he had to finish up. So, But it was all good, though. He was cool, man. He was awesome. His wife, his wife was like, oh, we're having dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. He he. He like wasn't super late, so it wasn't that bad. But, no, but a happy wife, happy life. Exactly. And you know what? What an interview he was. That guy's played tons of pro hockey. Um, he's fought everybody. He's fought his way up and all that. So, bro, that story about the the uh, when he was in Russia and and they cleaned house. Oh, I know. It's crazy, man. It's insane. Insane. That guy has been literally everywhere playing hockey. So, and by the way, shout out to. Uh, kugel too because he's the one that hooked us up with john so shout out to john. thank you very much jeff so moving on here hendrick lundquist just like two months after having like open heart surgery is back on the ice so Crazy. they're saying that he's not gonna play obviously he's not gonna play right now they say he's still far from playing but to just see him back out on the ice is definitely a good sign of things to come now Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's, it's a great heartfelt story, mm -hmm. you know, for somebody that's given so much to the game and to communities around that there's just no stopping this guy. Do you think you'll see him in another NHL game? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly enjoy your retirement, bro. You know, just, just love it. You know, like there, there, there's a job for you somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is. But, but, but why you, you've, you've made sheets, sheets, sheets upon sheets. Yeah. For years upon years. Give me one of those sheets. I'll be all right. I'll take just one. Um, the Sabres, you had some stuff on Buffalo, right? Yeah. What, what's going on there? I don't know. Like Eichel came out and said, you know, he wanted out and, you know, I'm surrounded by nobody. And then they bring in uh, what Taylor Hall, uh, I'm trying to think of who else they brought in, but they, they brought like four or five guys in. They brought in Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. Now, is he maybe on it on his down? He's still a fuck. He's still relevant. You know what I mean? Is he? Yeah, he's on the freaking back nine, a hundred percent. He's on the back right. nine. But he's still re- he's still relevant in in their games. You know, oh, like shit. I I just don't understand what's going on. You 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 made such a bitch and, and uh, or how do you put it into a positive where he just wanted, he wanted to be, he needed more guys. He needed more, you know, uh, players. And, and, and I thought Buffalo did their due diligence and, and put them out there. What do you just looking up uh, their roster right now? What do you, what do you think they need there in Buffalo though? A little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to say. Or do you think? I, I just I just not. don't understand how how they they you know he he bitched and 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 complained about uh, not having enough. What do you call it? Um, help, you know, yeah. uh, a, a cast. Yeah. to go with him yeah and, and i thought they actually did you know and next thing you know like they're 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 bottom of the barrel they're 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 behind new jersey right now they're ahead of the red wings aren't they <laughs> yeah everybody is everybody is oh fuck <laughs> this is brutal it is i don't know man i don't to me, when I when I seen when I seen them making all the moves and all that stuff, I was like, "Wow!" Like Buffalo's fucking making some moves, man. Like they're gonna. But then it's just nothing's worked. No. And 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 why? Like why? I I, I don't understand why it's not working in mm-hmm. Buffalo. Like I'm I'm just I'm just scrolling down there. Their last. Buffalo's behind the Red Wings, oh, just really? to let you know. Yes. Oh wow. So let's see here. Uh, roster. <laughs> it's time. Time for a new phone, Rob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's this ColecoVision that I, I keep. 
I, I could play Pong on it, you know, with the uh, two boop, boop, boop. <laughs> You just, just can't, can't do anything else. But when you get the two and the three, you can play soccer. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they have like they Olsen. Have, yeah. Reinhardt. Yeah. You know, they have that Rasmus Dahlin. Ryder. Jeff Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, but Skinner, Skinner's awful. Yeah, he's, 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 he is. I don't mean he's awful because I'm a fucking host league hockey player, but he is not playing well. Yeah, well, he's been, uh, he's been like fucking healthy scratch and all that lately, but he's came out and said that he doesn't want to leave Buffalo. He's a, he's a, nobody's going to take, nobody's going to take that fucking sheet. Oh, it's like nine mil a year or something. It's unreal. Right. Right. And now Skinner, he was with Carolina, right? Before? Yes, he was. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you say there. Oh, like, uh, you're making bank. If we don't, if you don't mind going a little bit that way, like look at Tavares. He's mm. making what? 11? Yeah. Something like that. And where's he at? Happens, man. Well, when you don't have uh Mitch Marner, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Montreal. We we you had a few things with Montreal, right? Yeah, you had a Bergevin first. Okay, so let's let's look at Bergevin for a second. Montreal's been bad for a while, right? Okay, and they've been bad since Bergevin took over. So, like, how how many coaches have they had? I, I want to say three since Bergevin's been there. At least, right. So three to four, I would say. Mm-hmm. So they say, Julian, you're done. We need a new voice in the room. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, other than this year, what have they got? What what have they given Carey Price? I don't know, man. Gallagher? Uh, and then where do you go from there? Like who who well, Weber when he when he plays, but he's been playing, so he's been good. So you got two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and, and they, they got uh, not Kozlov. What was the? Uh, I want to say he was a Russian. Uh, shit. Pass. Okay. Anyways, other way, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like they, they, they they've done nothing there. Like they 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 got this uh, Suzuki kid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, he is phenomenal. But Put what somebody, do they have other than that? And you know, you got them. Carey Price, who's getting how many shots a game? A shit ton, 30, 40. Do 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 you think he's washed up? No, nope. neither do I. I, I just think he's in a bad situation. Yeah. And let me ask you this, Ant. Do you think it's um, not 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 racist, but uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? When you have to be a French-speaking Canadian or just French to be the coach in Montreal. Do you think that? But do you think that that's maybe just because of like media stuff? Then speak English too. No, I know, but I'm saying though. But you're playing in a French, like city, right? They probably want somebody. It's just probably easier to handle like media 
and everything else if you speak French too. So, so that's, the, that's the, literally the only reason that I could think of. I, I, I don't think it's right. I don't think that you should have to speak either or. If you're the right guy for the job, you're the right if guy. If you're the right guy for the job, you're the right guy for the job. And did you hear Babcock's taking French courses? Is he? It, Babcock's taking French courses because he wants, I think he wants into Montreal so that he could try and fuck the lease. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Stir it up. Stir it up. Um, speaking of the Leafs, Zach Hyman. I think one of the best top 10 NHL players in the league. Think so? Yeah, 100%. That guy, you could throw the puck in the corner with, and you tell me another guy that was going to come out with it. I don't want to, you know, like, I'm a Wings fan, bro. You know how hard it is for me to say this shit? <laughs> but... But hockey's hockey. Yeah, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Being a Maple Leafs fan, it made me become a hockey fan because mm-hmm. they never made the playoffs. So I was always watching playoffs, and they <laughs> were never in it. Yeah, you know. So you got to see all kinds of different hockey players. All you know, the the, the guys that you're talking about, and and just 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 great all around hockey players. Let's you know? put it this way: I've been. Since I've been a Wings fan, I've been lucky that like I got 25 years of run in the playoffs, right? I've seen four cups. They've had absolute legends have fucking played there. So I've been lucky there. But back to Zach Hyman. Um he's just he's 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 a stud. He's a beaut. He fucking works his ass off. He's down low in the corners, digging deep. Uh he's grabbing all the fucking garbage out front of the net and he scores a few beauties too along the way he but scored he, a beauty uh, saturday night yeah, but he's uh in the right place at the right time and he's doing his thing and he's fucking rolling so i would take a team full of him over a team full of connor mcdavid's because yeah will they work hard yeah will they go into the corner connor connor will go into the corners mm-hmm. but Hyman will always go into the corner and he won't avoid that check. He will take that check and he will come out with, with the puck, pass it to himself, get the other apple and it's in the net. <laughs> Just saying. Rob's been playing his NHL 21 again, fucking using Zach Hyman. And having the whiskeys. And crushing blondes. And crushing blondes. Crushing blondes. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just want to say, I, I, I'm just giving props to him because I, I think sure. this guy is a stud. He is a stud dude. And I hate to say it because he wears a Leafs jersey, but that being said, <laughs> you Rob, love to hate him, but you want him on your team. Rob, what's a cross check? Oh, you got to tell me. I don't know what a cross check is. I'm watching all kinds of different games now. Cross check is, you know, you go like this and you go to the box for two minutes and you feel shame. (laughs) (laughs) You take the stick like this and you go like this and uh, you feel shame. But yeah, I, I, okay. So do you remember, I want to say it was, I don't, I, I want to say it was the first game of the season that uh, Montreal played Toronto. And this, this is why I remember it. And, you know, Shane Weber is just leaning on uh, Matthews. And I mean, grilling him. Like, his stick doesn't flex that much when he takes a shot that he's fucking drilling uh, Matthews in the back, in the side, in the kidneys. Yeah, he's getting them. No penalties on any of them. Wow. Next thing you know, the game, the next game, 
Matthews is taking the game off. And you see him, he's wincing going back. You know, like you can put the football quarterback kidney pads on and all that shit. But so you 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 will call a, a little slash on the hands for slashing, but I can full out blatantly cross-check you in the middle of your back, buckle you in half to where you're almost doing the scorpion, yeah. and no penalty. Are you talking from the latest time that he was just out there the other night? No, no, no. This was at the beginning okay. of the season. Okay, I was going to say, because that was from when he went into the boards, right? Yeah, he no, that the was the wrist thing, dude. yeah. He's fucking lucky he didn't break his wrist there. And that was that not a cross-check from behind, too? I, I would have probably called that. And I'm just saying, I don't understand what cross-checks are now. Well, the part that sucks right now is Wayne Simmons is out of the fucking lineup. So guys, yep. are, And these so guys wouldn't be taking these liberties. And that's why I honestly that. think Toronto needs another tough guy. How yeah. about... How about we go after Bennett? Yeah, Toronto has enough guys there where they can fucking be okay with having a couple fighters. How about we go out in the lineup? Right? Yeah, so the Leafs are are a team that they have enough fucking firepower in their lineup to where they could have two of those guys who could scrap, two of those guys who could drop the gloves. They should have kept Kyle Clifford, brought in Wayne too. And then you would have had both of those fucking guys and you should have put them I, on the line with Jason Spazza. Totally agree. I totally agree hundred percent, but, but Clifford's gone. Right. But you have Bennett in Calgary who wants out of Calgary. Now I don't know how much his contract is, but I, I can't, I can't imagine it's that much because he's not like a prolific goal scorer. So he plays him up too. and you don't have to wait the 14 days either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the COVID true. back and forth, right? And he plays with an edge too, which is kind of what Toronto needs. Okay, and but who do you give up? If you're the Leafs, oh, I don't know. Maybe like to be honest with you, like a minor leaguer and like maybe a draft pick. I say you give me a first round draft pick out of Calgary and. Bennett, and I give you Nylander. No, he's that's not worth it for the Leafs. Why? Because that's too much going the other way. Okay, but remember, remember we talked about his A game and his B game, and yeah, they're and they're they're Mount Everest apart. Yeah, I know. But if you're the Leafs, though, you're going to base everything upon his A game because you're going to get more for him. But how many A games does he have? How he doesn't. He should be a 30-goal scorer. He should be th scoring 30 goals this year, and he is not going to score 30 goals. I just goals. don't think that those two are even close to in a, in, for a match. I would take – I'm not saying that, but that first-round draft pick might. No, I know, but the thing is, though, is you, when you, you're going to want a guy NHL-ready coming – like a guy – got enough firepower. Yeah, you need toughness. You got you to figure, though, like, I guess like Thornton adds a little bit of grit in your lineup too. He just came back from move Spezza, move Spezza up with fucking uh, Tavares and uh, whoever you put Hyman on that line. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is though, with the Leafs, the op options are options are endless. They are endless because they have so much so much firepower, like you said. But you need two tough guys. So, or somebody in that room's got to fucking step up while. Wayne's out because listen 
Hyman's contract's going to come up, and so is uh, Riley's. Those are two guys I'm keeping. Yeah, of course. So I will trade a Bennett for a Nylander and a first-round draft pick. What if you could trade one of the two whose deals are up? What if you could trade them before their deals are up so you can get something for them? Make a deal at the fucking deadline. Like, who do you mean? Well, you would either, if, if in order to get a Sam, uh, like, and I think in order for him to come here, you're probably going to need, like, you're going to need to send a guy like fucking Hyman or something back the other way. I think that's the only way you get a deal done here. And I, that's, that's hard to say, man. Yep. So, so, Ant, how, how how would you get rid of Nylander to get Bennett? Ooh, I don't know, man. Here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna ask you. Okay, you know the team better. You you're all Leafs guy. So, I'm gonna flip it back onto you here, Rob. And I'm gonna ask you, what would you do to bring this guy into Toronto? Sam Bennett, that is. That was very clever way you you avoided that question. I appreciate that. I appreciate your uh, your 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 ways. That's so, cool. what I would do is I would say, so Nylander's six point nine million, which is a great price for this guy because this guy should be scoring thirty goals, mm-hmm. maybe even forty goals. Mm-hmm. And he's playing with John Tavares. Yep. You know, so like, I don't understand why he's not. That being said, Toronto and not losing any games because in 14 days, you could lose what? Nine games? Yeah. Right. So I say to Calgary, I want your first round pick. I want your second round pick. And I give you William Nylander for Sam Bennett and just because I know that if Toronto gets a little bit tougher, they will go to the cup. Mm-hmm. I've watched Joe Thornton, and don't get me wrong, Jolton Joe is the shit. Yeah. But he's soft on the body. You know, like he took a little stab in the ribs, broke a rib. You know, mm-hmm. like he he's not that guy. He's not that guy to go in and bang. Now, come playoff time that's a totally different game all jason spez is dropping the gloves and he's our toughest guy yeah (laughs) but with simmons coming back bennett bennett's a great hockey player he's a great centerman you know you put him let's put bennett and and jolton joe on on one line and there's a lot of passing and a lot of scoring or why don't you send a little bit of a tough guy with bennett so it's him, a guy who will scrap a little bit, and then Nylander and whatever back the other way. Or, but you want draft picks too, right? For- I want draft picks, only because you're getting a steal when I when I give you. And uh, Sam Sam Bennett's only two point five five mil a year too. Right, right. And so that's gonna essentially cap, that's going to keep uh, Riley there. That's mm-hmm. going to keep. Uh, Hyman. Zach Hyman there. Yeah. 
that that's another that's another what uh fucking four almost five million dollars freeing up on the salary mm, but that's going to be literally riley <laughs> oh i don't know be keeping i don't know down. he might be even i think he's going to make more than five sheets but riley for sure but riley's already up there riley riley's got to be making four point or five point yeah. something right now yeah hyman's gonna i don't know who i would pay more riley riley or hyman riley he's your core he's your core of your of your d it'd be riley for sure i don't know it'd be riley i don't know real quick uh before we wrap it up here for the for the epi the ottawa games okay here's what i don't understand why can't i get ottawa games on bell I can get Florida and Carolina. I can get Vegas and fucking uh, San Jose. But I can't get Montreal in Ottawa. I can't get uh, Calgary in Ottawa. I can't I can't get Ottawa. I can't watch Ottawa. How could they be blacking this out on Bell? I don't understand. I, I don't know if it's on Kojiko, but I have Bell. Yeah, and I know there's other things out there that you can get and the fire sticks and all that yeah. shit, but I just don't understand. How could you be blacking out any games? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you take care of that, my friend. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna help you take care of that, and we're gonna fucking, it'll be all good. I'll explain some shit to you when we get off the air here. And we're gonna get rid of hashtag Bell and go with hashtag Kojiko, maybe. Yeah, well. we'll f- We'll figure something out. No fucking free ads, but <laughs> on that note, do you uh do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Or are you all fucking good? No, I'm pretty good. I think we covered a lot of stuff. We our interview was dropped, it was great. Um, so on that note, we're gonna go crush some bonds. Beers, that is beers. Crush them already. And uh We'll see everybody next week. So until next week, Aunt Rob, we're signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind it.